Hello. Hello. Hey. Um, okay. Um, I know you probably have, if I'm guessing right, you've got about seven minutes, right? That's usually yeah. these. <laughs> That's about the way that works. Yeah. I think actually... I could stretch to 10 if you need it, but uh, I have that. Let me actually, that's a good question. I have one of these right after this. So let me see. What that's fine. No, I mean, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll be condensed here. What I'm going to do is I'll take a pause. I'll kind of improvise a quick little intro because I'll use this whole thing for our podcast and then we'll use whatever else. Um, and then I'll just launch in and I'll just ask a few questions and uh, we'll go. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the 21 News Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell. The House this morning passed what is called one of the most sweeping pieces of legislation in, a, in generations, the Build Back Better plan, filled with provisions that will, if enacted, radically change various elements of American life. Uh, it, it still faces something of an uphill battle in the Senate, with us today to discuss what's in the plan and how it may affect you day to day is Jared Bernstein, a member of the President's Council of Economic Advisors. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. So we'll just get right to it. There's a lot in this bill. So provided it gets through the Senate, what are some of the key things that if it passes, the average person would notice? I think the average person can't help but notice what a giant step forward this is going to be uh, once we enact the president's plan to create jobs, to reduce costs, and I'll get to that in a second because that speaks right to the family budget, to tackle the climate crisis, to make our country more internationally competitive, and to create good middle-class jobs for so many Americans. So if you think about what are the some of the most pressing costs that middle-class families face, prescription drugs, premiums for health care, paying for child care or elder care for their for their seniors, all of those cost pressures will be significantly eased by this Building Back Better program. Cost reduction for families in housing and health care, child care, transportation, as well as a deep investment in improving our climate. So realistically, there is this bill is probably going to change in the Senate because there's a barely there margin to play with. Um, you know, with the 50, it's 50 50 the, with the mm -hmm. vice president breaking any ties. So of all of the things that you just mentioned, is there anything that is a drop dead do or die provision that the administration would not be willing to sacrifice in order to get this through the Senate, particularly with the, the more moderate senators like Manchin or Cinema? Well, I think I would probably tee that question up uh, quite differently in the following sense with respect. It's a perfectly fair question. But I think the thing that folks need to realize is that uh, what the House passed today was not something that the Senate had never looked at or that um, Senators Manchin or Cinema hadn't already weighed in on. In fact, the, uh, the Building Back Better plan uh, that the House passed was one that the Senate has been quite actively working on, both in terms of the relief for family, the uh, lower prescription drug costs, the help with health care premiums, the help with child and, and elder care, all progressively paid for and, again, worked out carefully with, with senators by a, a set of highly progressive taxes that hit nobody under 400000 but finally have some of our wealthy corporations paying their fair share to fully offset 
fully offset the cost of this bill. Very important for some of our senators who said they don't want to see this adding to the deficit. The bill is more than fully paid for. So it's not like we're starting from scratch in the Senate. Uh, no, that's, that's a good point. Um, so you're saying that uh, the Senate, you think there is a better shot at the Senate passing this because this is a paired, this is paired back from the version that we've talked about previously. Originally, this was 3.5 or 3.6 trillion. This one, wh what is the final, the final price tag over 10 years on this one? This is 1.5. Am I correct? Uh, closer to 1.8 uh, and 1.8 trillion. And uh, again, uh, what's I think interesting about the uh, the paired back part of this is that uh, we never let some of the president's top priorities fall out of this bill. What he wanted to see in building back better was the opportunity for middle class families to finally get a fair shake, to get ahead, uh, to, to, to participate in, a, in an economy uh, where growth doesn't just do an end run around the middle class but make sure it uplifts the middle class. And we do that through investment in lower costs for prescription drugs, in lower costs for healthcare, in jobs uh, in the manufacturing sector to help take the climate crisis and make it a jobs opportunity uh, for housing, for health costs. Uh, all of these are uh, in this bill. They started in this bill and they're still in this bill. So for um, for some of the people in, in and certainly in some parts of our viewing area, talk about a couple of those provisions. You know, one thing that we hear um, when you talk about jobs in the energy industry, jobs you know in, in clean energy, there's some some reticence among some residents of some rural areas or in Appalachia in particular because they're hearing that this way that their way of life could get upended and they're afraid that it could cost them jobs talk about that answer to that a little bit the so we, we've tried to look pretty carefully at this very question and various different uh, economists who've looked at the plan not just here in the white house these are outside analysts argue that this plan is going to add uh, something like 2 million jobs over the course of its lifetime when it ramps up. So there is little question in my mind that, uh, that, that the plan will provide um, great opportunities for people who are seeking good jobs. And by the way, that's very much part of an all, all ongoing uh, jobs boom. Um, we, since the president got here, the, the job market has added well over 5 million jobs. The unemployment rate has been falling. So the point here is not that uh, people would be displaced from their jobs. The point here is that they would have more opportunities to move into better jobs. That's actually one of the things we're seeing. People may have heard this notion that quit rates are elevated. The, the rate at which people quit their jobs, that's true. But they're not quitting their jobs to leave the labor force. They're quitting their jobs to get better jobs. It's actually a very welcoming, inviting labor market, which is something that the, this president holds uh, as an extremely important component of his agenda. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I've heard that too. You know, you hear people talk about how it's there's a labor shortage. It's hard to find people. There's a, there's a lot of people outside of the workforce. But the unemployment rate is is right now nationally at 4.6 percent. So right. it does seem that people are not out of work, and the industries that are having a hard time finding people, um, it, it's not that there aren't. It's not that people aren't working. No, there 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 are. Uh... Uh, there's a very low un unemployment rate when you think about how at the worst of the pandemic, it was close to 14, 15%, as you mentioned, uh, down um, to 4.6%. You know, I was just looking at these numbers a year ago, 
unemployment claims were well north of 700,000. Now they're coming in at around 260,000, a huge decline, historic decline in unemployment claims. And I think the important thing about the job market is what we were both just getting at. It's, it's a job market where workers have some bargaining clout. You see this in some of the wage offers. You see um, employers offering bonuses to workers to come in. So this is a job market where there are lots of opportunities with rising wages and the bill Building Back Better plan very much builds on that success by adding millions of jobs in sectors where those jobs will be of, of, of good quality. So, for example, um, a, uh, a network uh, of, of, uh, uh, electronic uh, of uh, electric vehicle charging stations. Now I'm talking about the infrastructure plan, sure. which also passed. President signed it earlier this week. A network of, uh, of charging stations for electric vehicles. Those are going to be built in America, bought in America by blue collar Americans uh, making a, a, a good pay. Uh, last question, because I know you got to get going, um, but the, the CBO says that this plan would not really add very much at all to the deficit over 10 years, largely due to beefed up IRS enforcement of you know wealthy tax evaders. Now, if there's any movement on that provision where one of the senators, I mean, for instance, you know, Manchin and Cinema both didn't want the tax hikes that were originally in it. So there, there was some negotiation there. If they were to decide that they don't like that enforcement, is there a concern that that would then make this whole thing more expensive across the board, lose votes, and the whole thing is in jeopardy? Or do you think that provision is pretty solidly in there? I think it's pretty solidly in there, and I, I'm not going to get into sort of hypotheticals. What if person A rejects policy B, and then person no. C likes policy? So, so, so I, again, re remember, these tax policies, these pay-fors, which more than pay for the cost of this bill, uh, we score this tax compliance measure uh, as raising about $400 billion over 10 years. Uh, these were discussed, organized, gone back and forth with, with members, not just of the House, but of the Senate as well. And I think this provision we're talking about really needs a, a little bit of unpacking here. The, uh, every year, the top 1%, the wealthiest households, evade something like $130 billion per year in their taxes, okay? So nobody should think that that's okay. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. We're not talking about people, uh, uh, you know, getting some sort of credit that they're allowed to get from the IRS. We're talking about people who are engaged in tax evasion. So closing that gap, collecting what we're owed will raise about 400 billion according to our score and we think that uh yeah that that's going to be wide continue to be widely supported and that's really the key then right because the criticisms that that, that i'm hearing uh, of this um, particularly from the republican senate candidates in our state is that this is too expensive and so you're saying no this provision is exactly the answer to that precisely uh, you know look i it, when you say this is too, when people say that you, when people say this is too expensive, I think my question is 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 twofold. One is, what, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about lowering prescription drug costs? Because I think that's worth it. Are we talking about uh, making people uh, uh, able to afford healthcare premiums? Because I think that's worth it. Are we talking about people finally being able to have affordable and accessible childcare and home care so they can get into the job market if they want to? That's worth it. What about uh, building out electric vehicles, building electric cars, good jobs to uh, uh, to uh, uh, invest in renewables and push back on the climate crisis? All of that is very much worth it, and it is fully paid for. So I think these uh, 
I, I, this is a day of a, of a real step forward in terms of uh, 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 American economic policy. Any idea on the timeline when the Senate might take this up? We think soon. You know, I do not have a readout on the precise timeline, but uh, I was uh, over in the White House today and uh, people are very excited about getting this uh, moving as fast as we can. All right, Jared Bernstein, thank you very much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Okay. No, that was great. I try to be real economical with your time. So well, you asked great questions. I appreciated it. Well, that's always the trick is can in a short amount of time, can I ask something that's that's got some meat and get some answers? So thank you. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you.